Hello and welcome back to She's In Focus, the podcast dedicated to inspiring and empowering female filmmakers and video creators from all walks of life and on every step of their creative journey. I'm your host, Kel Grant, an aspiring filmmaker from New Jersey who's just trying to turn my passion into something more and connect with amazing women who have the same passion for video. One of those being Maya Fulmer, a filmmaker and YouTuber who's just as passionate about creating space for and amplifying female voices in the filmmaking industry. I'm so excited to have her on today. Thanks so much for being here, Maya. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. So we're going to start this episode like we start every episode. I want to know, you know, where it all began for you. How did you get started with video and with filmmaking? Well, I think think I've always had stories kind of floating around in my head. Um, And for most of my growing up years, like, like all of my growing up years, technology didn't really exist to make videos um just it wasn't there i mean i i am generation x so i grew up in the mm-hmm. 1980s and so i mean people now are in video are influenced by this youtube generation i, I was part of the mtv generation you know back when mtv right. was new and basically just you know virtual radio um and it was new and everyone was talking about it and and you had to buy a cable tv package in order to see it and uh, I remember going over to my friend's house to watch it because you know, her parents weren't cheapskates like my parents were, and they would pay for basic cable. Right. Um, uh, but I remember being so intrigued by how a piece of music could make the visuals look, like a video could make the visuals look better to the song, and the song would sound better with the, visual, with the visuals yeah. you know, more than it would if just they were on their own. And so <laughs> from then on, uh, as a kid, um, I just sort of imagined my life as a series of MTV music videos. <laughs> uh, and that's just sort of where all those videos stayed in my mind. And it wasn't until 20 years later when I was an adult that the technology developed enough that I could, I could actually put into reality these stories that, that still come into my mind. So, yeah, absolutely. So did you, so those, you know, those visuals have stuck with you all these years. But so once the, the YouTube generation kind of kind of came to fruition, did that did you transition from like the, those MTV days to the YouTube generation and start getting inspiration from from filmmakers in that sense? Yeah, I started seeing, you know, it just it sort of never went away. Um, you know, I could never make the things I wanted to as a kid. And so I just the technology wasn't there. And so um, it only it had to go to the only technology that did exist at that time, which was a, a paper and pencil, mm-hmm. and, and I became a writer, which I still love. Um, wow. And yeah, and the video just never kind of went away. And when YouTube started coming out, and I, and not even YouTube, but just the whole, I think in like 2008, uh, iMac came loaded with iMovie, and and so I knew that it was available to use. I could make them, and then. Um, I started doing videos. I think we went out and finally bought a computer we could finally afford. We were poor, starving college students at the time, and I finally bought one. Uh, mm-hmm. And that, like, I had it like a day, and I made my first video within a day. And I uploaded it to YouTube as sort of like a way to show, just to show history or show stuff my kids to to our family who were, you know, scattered across the country. Um, as far as making the actual videos. <sighs> I remember being, so I'd always like doing them. So for maybe, I would do maybe one a year for a lot of years. And then one year I, um, 
I remember making a, a Christmas video for our church or something. And it was, it was like a nativity, you know, thing with the kids. And it was really good. And I really liked it. And everyone cried. And it was nice. And then I, so then I, every time we would move, I would make another one for, for the next congregation that we were in. And by the third time I had done it, I was like, yeah, I got this. And then this one time I started, um, I asked this guy who was in film school to help me film the kids. And when I put his footage next to mine, I just, I started crying because I could oh. see in three, three times of doing that video I had not improved at all. I had not, I had stayed exactly the same, same level, no progress. And I just, and that was the point where I realized I, I, I want to get better at this. And I still didn't know how, I mean, I, I didn't know, I didn't know where to go. And it wasn't until like maybe a year ago, I stumbled across a creator pro platform called uh, Full-Time Filmmaker. And I, that showed how, what to do, how to do it, what you needed. And that's what started me putting actually things on YouTube. Um, so at first it started out just being me with my kids. And then it became, it, it graduated into me actually making content to get used to being on YouTube and to show myself and, and record my progress. Right, right. That's awesome. So when you were making these videos for your church, even though you were getting that positive feedback from the congregation, you were still comparing yourself to other filmmakers and that discouraged you in a way. Am I getting that? Um, a little bit. I wasn't really, com yeah, I guess I was. I, I wasn't that, oh, they're, I, I just knew that I was not improving and I, that was the point where I realized I didn't want to, I wanted to do something better than I was. And, um, and so at that point I looked at, well, do I need to go to film school? And I checked into that and I'm like, that's about 50 grand. <laughs> that's not <laughs> happening. So yes. I have to figure out another way. But looking at all the other, um, you know, other filmmakers, and I didn't even call myself a filmmaker. I mean, just, I mean, that's something that you would call at that point you know, I didn't even know the words. When I first started, I just called myself a videographer because that was the only word mm -hmm. I knew. And as I got into um, more into YouTube and the filmmaking section, I thought, oh, YouTube, or a uh, filmmaker, I can, I can apply that to myself, um, which still felt kind of weird because I, I, that's like an old school word for like Spielberg or Scorsese or something like yeah. that and not yeah. suburban moms driving their kids around. So, <laughs> um, and then I landed on content creator um, which felt like a, a better fit at this point. So I feel like I'm a editor, videographer slash content creator who is trying to become a filmmaker in her own mind. All right. Yeah, let's talk about the distinction there because I think I've always, when I was going through, um, when I was in, in high school, the term, when you heard filmmaking, you associated it with major motion pictures mm -hmm. and the big studios in Hollywood. It wasn't until I graduated college where I was introduced to this kind of new age filmmaking, like uh, videography that's cinematic can be considered filmmaking. So wedding filmmaking, commercial filmmaking, like the term has definitely evolved a lot over the years. Um, and I was surprised to see that. And I found when I graduated, because I studied video production, but I studied like studio production, like I was supposed to kind of go that route. Um, and then it I saw like being that's created. all there was. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, now, I think 
you know, college kids and, and younger kids are a lot more fortunate now because a, a lot of them, a lot of the universities are starting to incorporate like DSLR filmmaking and things like that. Or a lot of kids are, are realizing I don't need to go get a college degree. I can open up my own, you know, videography business or filmmaking business, make films and make, you know, make some money and, and grow a business from the ground up without having to shell out, you know, tens of thousands of dollars at a university. But, but the distinction between filmmaker and content creator is it something that you feel like you have to earn that title filmmaker is that why that um, content creator is more fitting to you tell me about that I do I feel like I have not earned the term filmmaker uh, I think other people who can do with the same level that I am in and they can call themselves filmmakers somehow and I do but kind of as a I still would call myself a filmmaker in fact the first time I ever said it out loud I was in a conversation with someone and they're like, oh, what do you do? I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a filmmaker, content creator for YouTube. And I sort of like just did this little gasp at myself. I was like, did I just say that? Um, <laughs> but it, once I said it out loud, it became, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> I guess I can call myself that. So Right. Yeah, I, for me, I don't know if you noticed in my intro, I still call myself an aspiring filmmaker because I, I think kind of like, what you were saying I feel like I haven't like earned the reps yet you know when I say when when I hear the term filmmaker I say okay that's someone with a portfolio whether that's with professional work or personal work that's somebody who's you know has the has the equipment has has actually taken the time to go out and and produce content I think that um it's safer calling myself an aspiring yes, filmmaker that's exactly right it is safer to call yourself aspiring than to actually say yeah the thing you know somehow that exactly. gives you space to mess up and it's okay uh yeah. at least that's how I feel no I, I completely agree which is interesting because I actually started I launched my production company in February and I still call myself an aspiring filmmaker even though I technically have a business now mm-hmm. um but it's like you know even with that business because of the pandemic I haven't been going out and filming for clients if anything right now I'd say I'm a video editing service because that's what I I actually have clients for that service Um, but which I think makes me doubt my filmmaking filmmaking abilities even more because I only just got my DSLR camera last year um, and you know it scared me for so long it was you know I bought this shiny new camera and it honestly sat on the shelf for months because I just, for some reason, I was like, okay, I'll get the camera and then all these skills that everybody else has will just be bestowed upon Magically me. occur, it's right. Yeah, and it, of course, of course it didn't work like that. So I, I remember the first video I made with the GH5, which is the camera that I'm using now, um, I was so proud of it. Cause I was like, wow, like it has the, you know, it has slow mo, it has, you know, 60 frames per second. I have, you know, the, the blurry depth of field with the, with the 2.8 aperture. These are all terms that I just learned too. Yep. You know, like I was, uh, even someone who went to school for media and video production, I was coming out of college, you know, I, there was just a disconnect, you know, it's like, I should have had the skills to be a filmmaker, but there was so much that, I wasn't taught in in my classes that I was, you know, I was like yourself, lucky enough to find a full-time filmmaker. Um, and I kind of dove into that. But even with the course, I don't know if you can relate to this, I find that I really have to 
like put time aside to watch the lessons even after I bought it it was not something that I was like super excited about diving into it was something that was super intimidating for me yeah. And it took me, you know, months to be able to be like, okay, you know, let's just get through the the technical section or let's just get through the equipment section, one video at a time, one video a day and see where you are. The whole thing was just intimidating for me. Yeah, it was, I guess it was not too intimidating for me because I didn't really have anything. I had not committed to doing anything. Mm. I had any, and so I just... I got it. I knew this was going to be the venue where I would learn how to do these things that I wanted to learn how to do. How does everybody light themselves to look so beautiful? Um, how do they make those shadows? How do they get that fuzzy background, which, you know, depth of field? Um, right. didn't even, I didn't even know what to call it. Uh, and so I, I remember watching all of the free things on YouTube first from that course. And I wouldn't allow myself to buy it until I had watched everything like two to three times so I could see if I really, really was serious about it. And yeah. when I did buy it, I, I ran through everything. I ran through as many things as I could, like right away, because I wanted to see everything. However, there was so much, I didn't really know where to start. And yeah. they have a list that says, you know, do this first and do this first. But halfway through that first list, I'm like, well, what about this lighting? I, I want to learn that. <laughs> and then I'd slide into the lighting. It's like, okay, well, wait now, what about sound? Why does it sound so bad? And I'd go into there. So, you know, the spazziness really kind of is what, what, stop me a little bit um but i still i still go back to it and i still learn things and i still am woefully ignorant of a lot of other things but it, you know baby steps <laughs> absolutely so what drew you specifically to full-time filmmaker um i guess i haven't really done much research on other programs out like that to be honest i was kind of a uh, uh, not a victim to the ads but I, I succumbed to the ads that were being pushed to me and i was like you know what I want to be a filmmaker. This seems like a likely path. Let me just purchase the course. Like, how did you end up finding it and choosing it? Um, I, I'm trying to think. Like, just one, like one day I decided I was like the beginning of the year. This has only been a year long journey. It started like, like January of 2000, hmm. um, 2020. Sorry. <laughs> right. Too far back. No, <laughs> and, um, and I, I offered to do a video for my, kids music studio and they said yes and as I was doing it I thought I could do this I could I could do this and it would work and so then I started thinking okay I got to figure out how to do better than what I'm doing so that's when I started looking up tutorials on Facebook or on um, on YouTube and such and certain faces kept popping up right off the bat Peter McKinnon mm -hmm. um, Maddie Hapia <laughs> Um, and Parker, Ballbe Parker Wahlbeck, who's his full-time full -time filmmaker, he was another one. And um, his were more uh, instructing. They're more about instructing how to do stuff. Um, the other ones were entertaining and kind of fun to watch. But I, I, was, I was looking for the, you know, the meat of the subject. How do you do these things? Okay. And so I didn't even know it existed. And, yeah, all the ads kind of came up and oh this is a thing they can you can do this like online I'm like, I like I didn't know you could do that I hadn't thought about it and so that's where I saw it and that's where I found it and I like I said I made sure to see everything that was free before I committed to spending the money to buy it and um yeah it's been really really helpful it was exactly what I I needed so 
Yeah, I I find that the not only the lessons are just chock full of, of everything you could possibly need to know in, in so many different areas. They also just added a, f- a photography section, which mm-hmm. um, is something that I, I hope to explore. Um, so I think it's like the gift that keeps on giving. I think it's definitely an investment that's that's worth pursuing if um, if our listeners are are considering it. Yeah, um, I highly recommend it if you're brand new starting out, don't know very much about anything or want to go in this, in this direction. That's I would say, yeah, look at all the free stuff first, get comfortable with it, and then once you understand it, what's there, then you can know if you're going to commit to the rest of it later. But yeah, it's been really helpful. Yeah, I, I also find the, the Facebook group to be immensely helpful. Oh. I mean, that's how I found I found you and other female yeah. filmmakers in, in the group. I would have never, uh, in my post that I ended up um, kind of doing a call for submissions for, for guests for this podcast, there were over 200 comments. I was going to say, wasn't there a couple hundred people who were like, yes, I've been looking for this. And yes, we've all been looking for this, you know, and as a yeah. woman, and that was one of the first things that I figured out. I think I had been taking, I'd been watching the tutorials for like, and it only, when I first very started, and it only took a week for me to notice there was not very many women doing, doing tutorials about how to use a camera and how to light and everything and I uh, I was like is it just me is it really a thing and I didn't know so I kind of was like okay and then when I got onto the full-time filmmaker Facebook page I think they had like eight to ten thousand people at the time in that mm-hmm. page and um, uh, and it was like and then I started looking for them and I noticed the same thing there was like hardly any women and they were there um, but it was they were really hard to find um, yeah. And I, I thought, okay, maybe it's not just me. Maybe this is actually a thing. So, um, and I'd have to comb through to find people. So to find the women, just so that I could feel like I was not alone, you know? Yeah. And something that was really inspiring to me, um, I was just so fortunate enough to find some female, um, inspirations outside of YouTube because um, like you were saying I there were I could count on one hand mm-hmm. the 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 female you know videographers and filmmakers who are making content on YouTube currently that actually get you know attention and views and things like that yeah. but I also looked on on YouTube just to find small accounts that you know use the term female filmmaker or female videographer or women in film and I could barely find anything I know and I had to look and I remember trying to after that first week when I was just coming up with all these guys from you know young cool film dude planet you know just mm-hmm. and I had to you'd have to type in like women filmmaker women how to light you know women content creator and even then there were only a few few women talking about that subject before it kind of shifted in how to light a woman where the woman was the subject not the presenter the teacher exactly so, um yeah so exactly. and I don't know why that is and I'm still trying to figure out like where are all of the women in in filmmaking in YouTube content creation in gear reviews I mean they're there but is it because they're there's 10 men to one woman is it because they're just lost is it because they're too afraid to do it I don't I just I haven't figured out the answer yet but that's one of my goals is to start investigating why like, where are all the women in, in filmmaking exactly exactly so tell me more about how you're kind of pursuing this question I know that you created um, media empress tell us a little bit about the mission behind this and your ideas and how you even got started on YouTube in the first place um 
I think I started on YouTube so that I could record my progress. Uh, I love a before and after. And I was, all I had was before. So I didn't know yeah. anything. I didn't even, I don't think I even owned a camera at the time I started the YouTube channel. Um, but I just started off as, okay, I'm going to just, and I, and I was fearless enough because I knew no one would find it. I mean, based on what I had seen, I couldn't find women doing, I mean, YouTube is vast. It's like, I could, I could totally make a channel like this because no one's going to see it, you know. Um, and so that was my safety net, was just the anonymity, knowing I could be dumb. And it would, if it was bad, then no one would care or no one would see it. Um, and uh, so it just started off, this is me saying I'm going to do a channel. Next one, this is me looking for a camera. And everybody I asked telling me I need to rethink my life. And this is me trying to um, build a business on videography and this was a terrible experience but you know you learn from it because sometimes humor is all you get out of the bad experiences and so and I think about the fourth or fifth video and I'd still been thinking about where are all these people where can I find more women in this this area somebody had posted on the full-time filmmaker Facebook page who are your favorite filmmakers content creators in this area and there were 90 responses, and there was one woman among all those responses. And at that point, that kind of kicked me and was like, okay, I think I, need, I, think I need to do a, an intervention. Because, <laughs> um, and I remember the one woman, her name was Brittany Janae. She was the, the one shiny jewel of womanhood on that list of 90 guys. And I went to find her, and it was like, oh. Thank goodness, they're, they're, they do exist. They are there, you know, and and so that Just was a breath a, of fresh air. Right? Yes, it was like oh, and of course she was more yeah. advanced than I could do at that time either anyway. But I was just relieved to see they were there. And then shortly after I, <sighs> so then after I, I saw that, I realized, okay, maybe maybe I should make a like a Facebook page for women in filmmaking. And that's when I started thinking, well, maybe I should start something like that. And like the minute I thought of it, I, I backed off and had a panic attack. <laughs> because mm. um, I just, uh, I, I don't, I just, I, I thought this is something and it needs to be something. But like my, my fear was just, just rolled over me. It was like, who am I to think that I could start something like this? Like, I don't even own a camera. How am I possible? How could I possibly think I could start a, you know, a, a group of filmmaking women when, like, how could I possibly think I could do that? And that, like, stayed with me for a couple of days until the point that, and I knew it was something because I realized that the feeling, I felt the idea of not making it felt worse than the idea of doing it badly <laughs> yeah yeah for and sure so I'm like okay I'm just gonna do it and then I put and so I made a just a video of where are all the women in YouTube content creation and where are all the women filmmakers and um and I posted it on this Facebook site on the the full-time filmmaker site and uh I got a whole bunch of responses and I'm like just come here and I think part of the video was just I don't know what I'm doing. Just come to Media Empress, bring your, you know, bring whatever you have and share your content so that at least we can find each other and, you know, get to know each other and, you know, maybe hire each other at some point. Um, and that's what, what kicked it in. So 
that's where it started. Yeah, I've been, you know, you added me to the the Facebook group and I was just kind of going through all of the posts and I love the concept and I love that you just went for it. Um, I think that your mission and the mission of this podcast align completely. Yeah. Um, you know, and this, the, the reason I, I wanted to do this podcast is because the thing that's inspired me most is seeing other women pursue this filmmaking dream of mine and seeing other women succeed. It doesn't have to be, you know, the, the content creators on YouTube who are getting millions and millions of views and have millions of followers. It's, you know, someone who lives in, in Boston, someone who lives in San Diego and has a small video production company and films weddings and does, you know, commercial work for local small businesses and has this portfolio of work and has their own journey and has their own story. You know, I wanted a platform for people like that to tell their stories. Um, because even, you know, a lot of the, because when I was first, you know, had the idea of this um, podcast, of course, I, I researched and I looked to see if something like this already existed. Yep. And there were some about, you know, women in film, but like women in Hollywood and things like that. And there were like one off interviews with Lizzie Pierce and um, um, other yeah. female creators on um, on YouTube. But there weren't like just kind of your the, the there wasn't a space where any woman can just share their their filmmaking journey no matter where they are in the process just yeah. you know just talking about it and that's exactly what I found when I went looking because I was trying to talk myself out of making a YouTube a video or a, a Facebook page because mm -hmm. I'm like I can't anyway but I'm like maybe it exists already I don't have to do it and I would look and I would find the the really hardcore women filmmakers who were like in a very select group who were very serious, you know, New York City, you know, serious cinematographer. Just and mm -hmm. and I'm like I'm not I'm not that I can't do that I'm not at that level. And then but I would go on the other end and I would see, you know, um, you know how to start a YouTube channel, which was also useful, but again not quite what I was looking for. I wanted sort of something in the middle, and I I really couldn't find anything for right. women, so I just made one. <laughs> oh, exactly. That's what that's what we have to do. You know, we yeah. uh, we we look and if there's there's not something there already, we have to kind of be brave enough to step into the spotlight and, and create it. And, you know, even when I think about this, this podcast, one of the things that stopped me or, or one of the hesitations that I had from from doing it is like, you know, no one's going to listen to it. Nobody needs this. Nobody wants this. But, you know, I've had really positive feedback, even if it's just from one or two women that are in the industry saying like, oh, I've been looking for these stories or I've been looking yeah. for other women to connect with. Like, that's what it's all about. It doesn't have to be, you know, this this podcast or this YouTube channel that's going to blow up and affect the lives of millions. You know, all it took like for um, for Brittany Janae, who I actually happen to have uh, a connection with kind of. Courtney Casanova, who I had on my podcast, yep, who's actually a filmmaker in New Jersey, she's close with Brittany, so we've um, we've talked about her before. So I'm I'm going to try to get her on the on the show. Um, but it's like you know, Brittany Janae, she is so freaking talented, uh, but yep. she doesn't have you know millions of of subscribers and millions of views. But she's really making waves in the filmmaking space, you know, for you know female filmmakers and female fil filmmakers of color. And, you know, it only takes one one person to kind of inspire another person and that chain reaction will just kind of carry you through. So that's yeah. what I think. And it's such a relief yeah. to see. It's such a relief to realize, oh, I'm not alone. 
No. Yeah. This is, and you, you always look for yourself, you know, look for what connects, you connect with whoever is most kind of like yourself. Um, and so that's, I think one of the reasons why I'm always looking for other women in this field, because it's like, okay, I've, and I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. I am so grateful for all the guys who have taught me what a key light is and how to, <laughs> what kind of monitor to get and all these things. Um, but when I, when I started the media empress idea you know my parting shot to them was thank you so much for teaching me everything you know now i'm going to take everything you gave me and i'm going to go find your sisters because they're yeah. out there too and they're probably watching also they're just kind of too quiet or too worried about what are we going to think to do it but i i just wanted to find them and collect them so we could all find each other so i love that and i'm so glad you did um you know it, it's people like you that inspired me to even take the leap and do this so i uh I think it's it's it can be something really beautiful what we're doing and like I said even if it only affects one other woman that is ex exactly the the purpose of it. Yeah, I mean when you asked me to do this, like when I you first you know asked me to come on your podcast, my first thought was like yes I have hit the big time kind of <laughs> you know and for you you might be like uh, this is not the big time but to me. <laughs> It is because you were someone I'd never met before who thought what I was doing and saying was worth noticing or mentioning or thinking about. Um, and sometimes all you really need is one, one person to say that before you realize, oh, yeah, maybe I can do that. And, you know, I think that's and just little drops of encouragement like that. I actually read an article about that um, they were talking about women usually need about maybe three little just they call it like a little shoulder nudge just three little bits of attention three little bits of encouragement to really push women specifically into the you know into a field or into a, a future that they they might have been too afraid to do otherwise without the without that and it just you know so this is just a little little tap forward which it's i really i really am so glad you're doing this it's been really fun to listen to and, and watch and, and be on so awesome thank you so much yeah it's uh i i love that 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 article that's so funny i think like the things that ha the things that have kept me going even when i you know deal with imposter syndrome and the self-doubt are like the little bits of encouragement um you know the other day i posted a video i was in february for my sister's birthday and it was something i was really proud of and, uh, you know, I got a, a bunch of likes on Instagram, but when I had my friend Lexi on the podcast, um, she was telling me, she was like, Kel, I, I think about that video all the time. And I was like, what? Like this, this video that I just made from my heart for my little sister that, you know, I wasn't getting paid for. I was, I didn't put it up on YouTube. I just posted it on my Instagram. You know, it really affected her. And it was just like that little bit of encouragement that tells me like, okay, next time I have an idea like this, I'm just going to go for it. It's yeah. just, you know, something small like that. And think about how many lives would change, how many actions that people would do, women would do, if there was just, like, rain, just little raindrops of these little pushes forward in these random directions. Um, I think about that just, like, as I think about this in my journey, yeah, there was, when I was afraid to post anything on the first Facebook page, you know, when I first got, you know, in full-time filmmaker, one woman asked me a question about the story behind the video that I posted. And that one woman was like, 
oh, tell me about that. And then that was enough of a push for me to, to think, oh, people actually do want to hear what I have to say. Oh, maybe I'll, maybe I will do this YouTube video. And then when I started talking, thinking about the, the media empress, again, like one woman made that comment about Brittany Janae as the woman, as the one filmmaker. I'm like, okay, they're out there. There's not enough. I need to make another one. That was, and that was another push. Um, and you doing this, this has been a push too. I can't tell you how much I've actually done between the time you asked and the time I started this because it really made me think, well, what do I want to talk about? What am I about? What do I want to be? And, and until somebody asked the question, I, it didn't, yeah. I didn't know what to say, but it, it did solidify, it really solidified what I was thinking about and what I wanted to be. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It only takes one. It really does. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, uh, I saw, so I, once you added me to the, um, the Media Empress Facebook group, I went and binged watched all your videos. <laughs> and there's a few that I want to point out. And um, in one video, you had said that you take pride in putting yourself out there, kind of documenting your journey as you're going through it, instead of waiting until you know what you're doing. Um, so how has this journey empowered you? Oh, it's taken so much pressure off. Um, off creating things. You know, when I started, I thought oh, I'm going to be a, have a business. And there's a certain amount of competence that you need to have in order to run a business. Even if it's not, you know, even if you're just beginning, you got to be able to do some, you know, things and learning curves are sloppy. Um, and learning this kind of a film, you know, filmmaking is, is sloppy and, and doing it with a, and in this perspective with like a, Hey, I'm a beginner. I am, um, I don't know anything. It's, it's, it's very liberating to be able to say, look, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I can only go up from here. So yeah. it, it made it a lot easier. Plus it gives me a purpose and a reason to make these things. Uh, I've had to tell myself, look, you're not quit trying to make the perfect video. That is not, that's not going to happen. That's, that's just going to, and it trips me up. It trips me up a lot. So I've had to just say, okay, this is just going to be lame, but I'm putting it out there anyway, um, and, and I have progressed. And it's kind of fun to see what I was in the beginning to what I am now, and, and which is, I don't think, that big of a jump, but it's enough that I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm making progress. And yeah, absolutely. And that before and after kind of thing that we were talking about before, I find that to be so inspiring. That's Those are the things I look for when I, yeah. you know, uh, like when Parker Walbrook showed his first video that he made, I <laughs> yep. was like, oh my I gosh. I feel so much better. <laughs> I was like, this is what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. When I think about, exactly. um, that was one thing I did when I first started, when I decided to get really serious about being, you know, doing YouTube videos, um, I would look at all the people who were doing these beautiful shots and then uh, one day I, I, I went to their video list and I sorted them oldest to newest and it was like, oh, okay, this is what it's supposed to look like. I'm supposed to look horrible. I'm, some of them I couldn't even get through, like my favorites. I'm like, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> what are they? Okay, but if they look like this, then I can look like that someday. So it was actually, yeah, it was, that, was, that was very liberating too. It was encouraging. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I want to pivot real quick and talk about um, the idea of, of your business. Because when you first went into this filmmaking journey, I think you went the route of potentially, you know, opening up a business and being um, being a, like a commercial filmmaker in that sense, um, you know, 
potentially recording and filming videos for local small businesses Mm -hmm. and going that route. Tell me what that journey was like for you. Um, It first started out on a on a whim. I asked my you know, this music, like I said, the music studio where my kid goes, I said, hey, do you want me to make a music video or a video for you? Or I want to practice on somebody. They're like, sure. Um, and then a few weeks later, I, I happened to be in the air in the room when they were talking about they were going to hire a, some somebody to filmmaker videos for them. Uh, and I kind of perked up, but I, I, I wasn't really one, so I couldn't say anything. So I sat outside the room where they were doing the interview and I was listening to this guy and I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're considering that guy. I could totally do what he's talking about way better than he can. And it was like I was mad. Right. And I wasn't mad at him. I was mad at myself for thinking this whole time I thought I was horrible. But apparently there's a lot of horrible out there and they're getting paid. So I, after that guy left, I like went into the office. I'm like, look, I want to do this. Can I, can, I, can, I, can I do the thing that you're asking to do? And he's like, you're hired. And I'm like, what? That's it? Yes? Just like that? Um, wow. And they that did. was a paid gig, Maya? That yeah. Was- yeah. It was just, a, and it wasn't for a ton, but I... I, like at that point, I didn't care. It was like it was a reason to act. It was a reason to move forward because sometimes you just need a reason to act. Um, there's something to be said with learning, you know, learning on your own. But if you've got a goal or a deadline, that moves you forward a lot faster. And it's exactly what it did. So I made like four little one-minute videos for that studio. And while I was in the middle of that, my sister um, had a friend. My sister is a photographer, and she had a a client wanted a video and she's like well I don't do that but my sister does and they hired me and that was my first real they don't know me client, but they're hiring yeah. me gig you know client yeah so and um it was a little it was a little bit it was nervous I was nervous about it because I you know we talk about imposter syndrome and I'm like okay, I, they think, I don't know, I was comparing myself to, like, the Peter McKinnon and the, you know, Mm -hmm. and, but they had no idea who that was. That's not their field. This was a bunch of lawyers. They're, like, trying to figure out their own area of expertise. They don't know how to work a microphone, and, um, but I do, and that was one of the big things about how do you get over imposter syndrome? Put yourself next to somebody who knows less about filmmaking than you do, uh, and and you'll like oh yeah and you realize how much you actually do know and then it sort of dies down so um and then I did this job and it was it was great I was I felt like and it was scary but it was also like okay I guess I'm I'm doing this now I guess I'm a filmmaker because I I've already done it so that was another little step up in my confidence so and I bought a gimbal with the money so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Always invest, invest in yep. yourself, invest in the business if you can. Yep. That worked. Um, so did you ever try the, uh, what is it? Free to fee method for your business? Um, uh, not really only because I, I would have, I guess I started doing it. it might, I think the, the, um, the music studio was sort of a free to fee. Uh, because I asked them if they could, if I could try filming one of their students with one of their teachers, and I did this little montage, and it was cute, and they were singing, and it was a kid, and of course that's always cute, mm-hmm. and they liked it, and I kind of was hoping maybe they would ask me to do something more on that if they needed it, and they didn't until, you know, because I hadn't been presenting myself as, hey, I'm this, 
you know, I'm, a, I'm gonna do this. That was more like, um, can I maybe do a thing for you, sorta? Can I just try this out? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm telling you, I, when I stormed into that office after that first guy left the interview, I was like, I'm gonna do, I can do this for you, and I can do it better than that. Will you hire me? And they're like, yeah. And I walked wow. back going, I didn't know that was in there. I can do right? that. So, wow. so that was, I don't, yeah. I, I just don't have the, like, the courage. My struggle is, like, approaching businesses because I'm just so nervous about embarrassing myself, you yeah. know, is it, like, because, I, like I said, I, I just don't think I have the reps in. Um, I know I have, like, the, the ability. I, I know what I'm capable of because I've seen things that I've produced and I, I know that I can take something into an edit, but it's just, like, you know, approaching a, a real business that has like a real reputation on the line. It isn't just me filming for my friends or my family yeah. or, you know, something that might actually be seen by like a large amount of people for a business representing a business is something that's just so intimidating to me. And I know once I do one, I'll be totally fine. I know once I get over that hump, I'll be good. But I, I literally just can't bring myself to to do it. Yeah, and it's it. I've done it already, and I still struggle mm. to do that. That was a friend of a friend. That's how I got that job, um, and it worked out great. But I, I've, I'm also still kind of trying to figure out where where I want to be and how I want to do this. And um, but again, uh, put yourself next to somebody who doesn't know anything about filmmaking, and it, it's it'll make you feel better. And it was interesting. So one of the videos that I did was um, the first time I tried to market myself for free. Uh, and I, <laughs> it was a horrible experience, but I had gone into this, um, uh, I'd gone into this, I decided I want to make like a makeup, make a makeup artist video for somebody. I didn't know any makeup artists, but I went online, I looked at whoever was nearest who had the best website and I went in to offer my service because who's gonna not gonna want a free you know free video who's yeah not gonna want that and honestly we you forget that people really want those things I mean you possess as a filmmaker the skills to give people this this product that they want but they're too afraid to ask because they don't know who to ask and they don't know what to what they're gonna get so mm -hmm. there's all these invisible people wishing they could have a video or a film about their business and you have no idea, and you won't until you ask. So this is one of the things that I learned in this horrible experience was when I went in there, they were, I went in to talk to the, the uh, I went in to talk to the owner, and I had gotten myself all dressed up, and I looked like I was one of their clients, and I walked in there, and the owner wasn't there. And I was like, okay, fine. Um, <laughs> Plan and, B. Yeah. yeah, and there was a woman in the seat, there was one hairstylist there, so I'm like, okay, warm body, let's go see what her, she does. And I kind of told her what I was doing, and she's like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to have a free one of those, kind of. <laughs> and then she asked if I had a website she could see. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, well, do you have a, you know, a, like an Instagram account? I'm like, no. And I remember her client was sitting in her chair with her head, hair just covered in highlighting foils. And she, like, lifted up her head and pulled the highlighting foils out of her face and was like, well, do you have a card? And I'm like, I have nothing. I have nothing. I have nothing to show anybody. And that was my first experience into the world of, you know, free for fee business. No, I didn't even know what to call myself. Like, what's your business called? I'm like, I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I'm just really new kind of. Right. Oh, right. it was so mortifying.
Oh my um, goodness. And I How went, do you bounce back from that? You, I, just, I just... you can do a lot of shouting at yourself and moaning in the car on the way home. And then, you know, other stuff comes up you got to deal with. But And then you just turn it into something funny and, you, you know, it's got at least that purpose. But, uh, but yeah, so that was the first thing I learned, you know, if you're going to have a business, name it. At least you can tell people <laughs> what it's going to be, what you're called. Right, um, right. But again, even the worst experiences, you can get something. You, 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 they're never in vain. You always get something out of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, whether that's a client or a lesson. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So. For sure. So, um, so everyone's filmmaking journey looks a little bit different. And um, when we spoke before we started recording, you said, you know, you decided to put the business that you had on hold to focus more on YouTube. Tell me about that decision. Um. I think it goes back to filmmaking is messy and learning curves are messy. Uh, and I was, so I'm also part of another sort of a master class for photographers. Um, before I found full-time filmmaker, uh, again, my sister is a photographer. She learned her, her skills from another photographer instructor named Sue Bryce, who is fabulous. And if you're interested in photography, portrait photography, starting a business as a woman, I highly recommend going to her check out her page and um, her YouTube videos. Um, I think Sue Bryce Education is the name of it anyway, but it taught basically the photography side of what the full-time filmmaker does. Um, And she had a program called the 90-Day Startup where you basically give yourself a set of goals. First you start figuring out your backdrop, then you're figuring out how to value yourself so that you can ask for money. Um, It's so, it's really good. But anyway, as I was going through these steps, I got tripped up on the one about how to value yourself because I, mm. um, and I was trying to ask myself these questions. Well, what am I worth? What is my worth or what is my work worth? And I just, I was filming myself because I wanted to see what came out. I wasn't filming for anybody in particular. I just was kind of trying to, so I could remember what I was saying as I was saying it. Mm. And it was during one of those things I realized I don't actually want to be a photographer. I want to be a filmmaker. And it's actually a video I just recently put up on the Media Empress uh, YouTube channel. You can see my face changing from anguish to this realization to, oh my gosh, yeah, it's this is what I want to do. And as I started making these videos, and I, I thought to post one and on that Facebook group. And the response was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I feel like. Oh, that is so real. Oh, that is, I, you know, the, just the authenticity really resonated with people in a way I was not expecting. Uh, and so I started making a few more. And as I went through each of these you know, steps and coming to realize what I wanted to be. And it was after that I decided, you know, maybe I need to put away these are the people I want to speak to. I want to speak to the women who are afraid of what it looks like. Just to show people, it's, if you're afraid of starting something or doing something new or failing at something, you know, in all the YouTube videos I've seen about how to make a you know, blank, um, there are very few that show what the process of going through it looks like, feels like. A lot of what it looks like, not what it feels like. And mm, yeah. I don't mind showing what it feels like. Like, again, that's all I got. It's like, I don't have any skills, but I'm not afraid to show my weakness because I know I will not always be weak. 
And so oh. I feel comfortable doing that. And so, and it's kind of funny because I, as I was thinking about it, I'm like, this is like my greatest weakness is how inexperienced I am and how, you know, afraid I am to start. And suddenly now that seems like that's going to be like my greatest strength because I'm not alone. It's not, I'm not the only one out there and I, I can put this out there. I can help other women know that if you're freaking out, you're doing it right. If you're afraid to start, that's just part of it. Instead of having fear take up the entire room, it just, you know, you put it in a little, you kind of pick it up a little bit and stick it in the corner and say, I see you, but stay there, but I got to go do this. And it just sort of puts it in perspective. So yeah, that's sort of what made me decide, I think I'm going to put the business part on hold and kind of focus on the, the YouTube channel a little more and explore that as I learn. Someday I will be good enough to be able to do something for the business. But uh, on the way there, I'm going to document the, the process of getting there. Yeah, yeah. So for Media Empress, you're, you know, you're, you are a filmmaker. You still want to pursue <laughs> filmmaking. So is it going to be kind of you still growing and learning on your journey and then documenting it and kind of just talking about the, the real emotions and guiding other women who are also starting out? Is that the future for Media Empress? What does that look like? You know, I'm not sure what the future of Media Empress is going to be. When it started, it was just supposed to be me and my little journey about what it looked like. Um, and from there, it became, you know, finding other women in filmmaking and just finding each other and collecting women of that. Um, and I always wanted to be that, but I, I kind of get the feeling it's, it's going to need to grow and be added to would become something that something more that and I don't know what that is yet um you know another thing I found when you know I, I was asking why I was asking the guys like why are there so few women doing film stuff and and many said that you know in that industry you you work with who you know and since the guys work mm -hmm. with you know they work with their all friends they're not you know they're all friends with other guys um you know, they're not looking to make a statement about equality. They just want to get the job done. So they gravitate towards each other. And, and that's not unreasonable. We all do that. Um, right. And with Internet and YouTube and women in film, I'm just still learning what the needs are, you know. And, like, why are there so few women filmmakers recognized in the world of history? Like, where are all the women making YouTube comment, you know, content about filmmaking and skills? Who's doing all of the tutorials about equipment and gear from you know, from a woman's perspective. Um, and I'm just starting to do a couple of those. Uh, I just filmed one called, uh, what kind of camera should I date? Because, I saw that. <laughs> uh, like everyone always asks, what kind of camera should I get? You know, I'm like, uh, you know, it, it was like, it's kind of like asking someone, what kind of guy should I date? It's like, it's so broad. How can you give an answer? It's like, I'm not a mind reader. How am I supposed to know what kind of camera you want to date? Um, and so then asking, bring up questions in context with something familiar like that from like maybe a woman's perspective. And, um, and it just, I'm starting to, to bring my words more in a little more. So that's, it's kind of sneaking in that direction. But as far as what the future is, I don't know yet. I don't think I know enough yet yeah. about what the need is, but when I figure out what the need is, I want to, I want it to fill it. So yeah. it's all part of the journey though. Yeah. We're, we're excited about it either way. <laughs> What I love watching your content, it always makes me laugh 
first of all. Uh, you just have, you have such a great personality. And, you know, your storytelling ability is, I think, really what carries your videos. You know, not only do you have this, this quirky personality and you're, you know, you're fun to listen to, fun to watch. It's like the actual message of all of your videos. And I think that you are really going to excel in the YouTube space because of that. And I'm just wondering kind of where, where did you get the confidence to just kind of, I don't know, put yourself out there. And I know that you were, you were a writer. Um, do you script some of your stuff? Because like the writing, if, if it's scripted is incredible. Thank you. Yeah, I do write it. Um, writing is where my first, that's where I, I started. Um, you know, when you're, like I said, this kid that wanted to make be MTV music videos as a kid that it didn't exist to be doing those things. And so all of my creativity kind of funneled into the only technology that did exist for me at that time, which was a pencil and paper. Mm -hmm. And that's why I became a writer. And, um, and I still love it. And I still, I have, you know, I make these connections with things that are in this funny way that kind of make me chuckle. And then I develop it as I write it out. I'm like, this is kind of making me laugh more. So I keep doing it. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, somebody else needs to hear this besides me. And so then I put it out there. Um, yeah, ideas come pretty easily to me. Um, what trips me up is the execution of, of the ideas. If I just write it, I can, it's easy, I can do it. Um, but if I have to actually film something, it just goes back to, oh, how do I do this? How do I make that? How do I light this? What's that Bermuda Triangle of aperture and ISO and that other thing <laughs> kind of, you know? Right. So oh. has, has learning the technical side of filmmaking has, has kind of enhancing your skills in that area enhanced your overall, I guess, like video process and performance when you're on camera? Yeah. Um, yes. I, I, can, I think I've always been kind of a ham. You know, as a kid, I liked <laughs> being, you know, funny and clever and as a kid. And in high school, I liked theater and, and um, you know, being on a stage and and then I'm a teacher like and so teaching in high school public speaking to large groups of people is a that's a comfortable place for me um, with YouTube and video I can do all of that plus with editing I can make myself sort of look like the best version of myself like I can be all goofy and silly and smart and then I can cut out all the dumb parts and the screw-ups and just leave <laughs> right. the good stuff and then enhance it with timing and pacing and music so it you know represents it presents better again and this is I, I like it because this is how I wish I sounded in real life this is how I wish I could present myself in real life but you know you can't so you just I think that's why I like editing so much is because I can cut out all the dumbness <laughs> so <laughs> right right um the last thing the last thing I want to um, talk about before we kind of get into our wrapping up questions is um that I forgot to mention before in your Media Empress group, you, you came up with this concept of like levels of critique. I just kind of want to know your logic behind that and how that's been working for you. Because, um, you know, you, you have this idea that when someone posts, they can, you know, ask for, for various levels of critique. Can you just tell us a little bit more about that? Because I thought it was genius when I saw it. Yeah. So when you are new in start, so when you go to the YouTube Facebook page, the first thing up there is post your content. I don't care what it is, put something up there. Because what I found was that the main thing that holds people back, specifically women and their filming stuff, is mm -hmm. fear. 
fear of looking dumb, fear of it not being good enough, fear of what people are saying. And so I, and I felt that because I wanted people to, I wanted critiques on what I did, some of them, but you just put it up there and say, hey, what do you guys think? It's hard to quantify. It's like, what are you really asking versus what do they want to tell you? Um, and mm -hmm. so I made this scale, um, like on a scale of one to five, how much critique do you really want? And the whole purpose was to dispel the fear or make it specific so that you got what you needed. Um, so level one is just posting, getting over the fear and posting something. You just say, this is for level one. And all you're going to get is people saying, hey, you did it. Great. That looks awesome. And why are you worried? This is terrific. Kind of. You're not asking for a critique. You're just getting over the fear of putting something out there. Mm -hmm. And once you've done that, you move on to the second, you know, number, you know, level number two, which is, you know, may, I, I've overcome it. And now I'm getting more comfortable posting more stuff. And then three, you, you know, more comfortable with just a little bit of content, a little bit more specific um, critique. How could I, is there anything you think I could have done better? You know, that kind of thing. Four is a little higher than that. And then five is like industry standard critique like you would get from a teacher or a mentor. And you may not like what they say, but both of you know that when you're asking for that, you're going to get what you get. And it's meant in the spirit of, I want to help you succeed faster. So, yeah. because I never, you never, you're not a mind reader. You don't know what people want. And sometimes you don't even know what you want, but here at least you could quantify it. And you don't have to post it for critique at all. I've posted stuff that I, you know, I, I, I like it. I want, it. I want people to see this. I'm not interested in having it critique. This is five years old, um, but I like it. And maybe someone else will like it. And so, but it's there if you want it. It's there if you need it. And the purpose is to be able to overcome your fear, whatever level of fear that is. Because really, I think fear is what holds people back so much. Like fear of trying, fear of failing, fear of looking bad. And, yeah. if, uh, and I think that's like an underlying theme of the whole, the whole purpose of Media Empress is, Empress is to just kick the fear, just to dispel the fear, and whatever that means. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that system, um, you know, if something like that existed in, in other groups or even when I was going to college and in my, my video production classes, like I think that I would have been a lot less intimidated that, at, the, at the idea of just putting my work out there because there are some things that, um, you know, I've done in the past that I have certain critiques on that I just kind of, kind of wanted to get them validated. Like, oh, like, yes. I don't really like the lighting here. Do you think the lighting's okay? Mm-hmm. And Something that's like another that. thing, because you hear people are like, um, I made this and it's not really that great, but what do you think? It's like, you don't need to say that. You just need to say, hey, I did this. Ta-da. And if you want the critique, you can, you can quantify what exactly you're looking for. And the people who can give you the critique can give you exactly how much you want without overwhelming you or making you, you know, freak out because, you know, you're comparing yourself to someone who's on a different level, so... It's yeah. just creating a comfort level so that you can progress without being so afraid of progressing. Yeah. And it's just uh, enhancing the community, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. just a supportive community of, of female filmmakers. That's, that's all I've been looking for this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting to go between. So I've, I've, I've tried to find. It's interesting. I've posted questions on both groups, like on the. The, like the predominantly guy group versus the predominantly woman group. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to see the different responses when you ask a question. Like I asked a question about 
lighting. Hey, I've got these, you know, 5,600K lights. Should I get some more? Do I need to do this? Should I buy a more expensive one or not? And I put them purposely in both Facebook groups. And the response, and in the guys group, the first response I got was, that question doesn't make any sense. What about this? What about this? What about this? You might need this. Um, and in the women's group, it was, you know, that question could be answered in a lot of different ways. Have you thought about this? <laughs> Have you thought about maybe thinking this? This is probably what you want to do. And they both give the exact same answers. But their delivery yeah. was so different. It was like, wow, you know. And it reminded me of when I was a kid and I had a problem. I would take it to my mom and my dad. And my dad would be like, oh, yeah, this is what you got to do. You got to do this and this and this. You're going to need this, but I know a guy. I can get that for you. And don't worry, you're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd take it to my mom. Be like, oh, well, what happened? Don't tell me about it. Oh, you know, it was, and she would give me the answers too, but it was like 75% affirmation and 25% information mm -hmm. with the time versus with the dude group. It was the other way around. It was 75% information and this little bit of affirmation. You know, yeah. And sometimes you want them both. I don't think one is better than the other. I think it's just they're different, and sometimes you want one over the other. But it's interesting to see it when you when you know what you're looking for. And that yeah. was one of the fun takeaways of starting Media Empress was just seeing how the communication differed between a group of women versus a group of guys. So. Yeah, is is Media Empress open to the public? So if our viewers and listeners of this podcast want to be a part of this community. Yeah. Can they join it? The only reason it's not, the only the women who have been in so far are the ones that have either seen my stuff that I've posted on Full-Time Filmmaker or I've actively found them and said, hey, will you be a part of this? Which, and they have. It's not closed. It's just, well, it is closed, but it's not, I mean, you don't even have to be a woman to join it. You just, you know, it's made for that, for specifically for women. So yes, absolutely. I would say if you are looking for a place to go and find other women content creators, Go to Media Empress. I will absolutely get you in as soon as I see you, um, and then start sharing your content. Um, and awesome. Yeah. Great. So that's you. You guys heard it here. You know, head over to the Media Empress Facebook page, and uh, Facebook group, and you know, click mm -hmm. join group, and Maya will get you in there, no problem. And, and you'll be, yep. be part of the community. Um, I can't wait to see how Media Empress is going to continue to grow, even the, you know, for the few weeks I've been in it. Um, I haven't been posting anything, but I've been consuming the content and it's uh, it's been very inspiring. So um, so how can the listeners and viewers of this podcast support you as a filmmaker? Um, again, I'm still really new. So I have a the Facebook group. Just come and join it and be a part of it um, so that you can all find each other and work with each other and support each other and I don't know maybe hire each other I mean sometimes you want to work with other women you just don't know where they are yeah um and then uh, the YouTube channel is I think the thing I'm focusing on the most right now just to build it into something and I'm open to finding out what that is I mean right now it's about how to not be afraid to start stuff and what it looks like if other you know if she's, you know, turning into a blubbering mess, you know, weepy mess because she is figuring herself out, then, okay, if I do that, then it's okay. Um, and, yeah, I'd, I'd like to, to build that up as well. So join that, subscribe to that. And if it's something worthwhile, you know someone who could use it, shh, pass it on to someone else. Like, share it with somebody that you know would be like, oh, you should totally see this. Yeah, definitely. 
and I, I can't wait to uh, to have you back on the show so we can get just continue the conversation because as you continue on your journey and as I continue on my journey and uh, and our journeys kind of parallel in a lot of ways I know that we're gonna have you know lots to talk about so Maya yeah. thank you so much for coming on the show today oh you're so welcome it's been so wonderful thanks for asking me <laughs> of course all right as usual thanks so much for listening and I'll see y'all in the next episode bye